boom, guess who stepped in the room? What's happening? It's Kalanji Chong in the building tonight. And some of y'all checking in right now, y'all like, wait, where the rest of the crew at? Whole team on vacation. But we couldn't let y'all down tonight. We're like, listen, renegade culture gots to go on. It has to happen. So I know some of y'all looking for Kamal, some of y'all looking for the air doctor. But tonight, man, it's almost like it's riot started TV. But it's not, you know what I'm saying? Renegade coaches in the building. We have a real heavy duty show tonight. Um, we're gonna keep it quite gutter. We're gonna talk about some things that uh we don't often talk about. Um one major thing that uh you know that that that's that's happening, has been happening, you know what I mean? It's about uh organization and structure, you know what I mean? So um tonight I called on one of my close comrades, um he is uh, technical director and master instructor of the African Martial Arts Institute. He also co-chairs the Urban Survival Preparedness Institute. Um, he's an author of about close to 40 books, um, you know, and man, amongst so many things, but uh, he's the real deal. Um, you know, so I wanted to bring on my brother tonight, Balogun Ojetade. Um, you know, he's my comrade, uh, brother, so on and so forth. And, um, you know, we're going to get busy. We're going to talk about some revolution tonight. We're going to talk about uh, things that are necessary because oftentimes, you know, some of you know me from this whole uh, YouTube thing from, you know, Black Power Media. You know me from Renegade Culture, uh, the Remix Morning Show and all of that. But uh, first things first, um, I'm an organizer, I'm a freedom fighter, you know, and I'm about my people. So. You know, sometimes folks get it twisted when we, you know, cracking jokes and all that. Tonight, this show is going to be a tad bit more tight. You know what I mean? We still going to have some jokes and whatnot because that's just what we do. You know what I mean? But at the same time, we're going to talk about the business. So I want you all to stay tuned. Stick around for a minute. We're going to go to a quick break and I'm going to bring back my comrade, Balogun Ojetade. We in here. Renegade Culture. Means they are more virgin. One is with spirit, means they are tortured. Hmm, from the beginning. 
We have been original man, Polish and our original stand for criminal destiny, original and our original man, Indio, Kimetan, Kushai, Lupigan, Panjigan, Akipilan, Dartigan, of the land, dealing with communication as Dino and Sestia plan. Fawid motion, fawid motion, that we are doing with the fawid motion, fawid motion, we are no hook with the fawid motion, fawid motion, that we are doing with the fawid motion, fawid motion, when we start. We have a video, Fawid Motion, Fawid Motion, that we are doing with your Fawid Motion, Fawid Motion, we are the whole click of your Fawid Motion, Fawid Motion, that we are doing with your Fawid Motion, Fawid Motion, when we start, we have a clip, Fawid Motion, never back on Get out, drop, stop, sell, crack, stop, pull, jiggers, knock you, knock you, knock, knock, cross, mother, go, jigger. Equality is equal to what I'm going Give me that, give me that, give me that. Give me what I'm going to bitch. Pop, 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 pop. White cops purge in the village. In the urban landscape, the black village. America, Kakaia. White supremacist. You condition cool, just don't get it. RPG is coming soon, them niggas are the realest. Genocide, genocide. Yeah, they're gonna kill us. Sipping on Tardin's fly. Yeah, they're gonna kill us. This is global white supremacy. That is the global enemy. Fire burn with Jesus Christ. Fire burn by Christianity. Fawid motion, fawid motion. That we are doing with the fawid motion, fawid motion. We are no more clip of the fawid motion, fawid motion. That we are doing with the fawid motion, fawid motion. When we start, we have a video. Fawid motion, fawid motion. That we are doing with the fawid motion, fawid motion. We are no more clip of the fawid motion, fawid motion. That we are doing with the fawid motion, fawid motion. Young and I'm black, I'm a guy, call me Atlas, I got the whole world on my shoulders. I am the maker, the owner, the indigenous soul controller. All these devils act like they control us, to make police to patrol us. I know they set traps, but I'm focused. I trigger the traps to free pokers. Notice your rubble would do it, you rubble would fuck it, and that's on me, devil. I knew that your race and your whole population was below replacement, devil. Fear of genetic annihilation at the end of your dominion. I study your nature, ISIS papers, Dr. Francis Cross Wilson. I'm Dominant, you are recessive, so actually time's on my side. Despite your aggression and all the oppression, I'm ever forward. Ain't no way to stop a conscious ghetto guy decolonized from a goddamn mythicide. Three brides through the top, all wise, civilized, black liberation, nigga. I'll be beef for Hody. Only black revolutionary homies. Straight ahead, Russell Maroon shows pony. Gunshots, that means forward. Lick one, that means rewind. Forward, forward, forward. My selector, we look to carbine. Fawid motion, fawid motion, that we are doing with the fawid motion, fawid motion, we are no click of the fawid motion, fawid motion, that we are doing with the fawid motion, fawid motion, when we start, we have a video, fawid motion, fawid motion, that we are doing with the fawid motion, fawid motion, we are no click of the fawid motion, fawid motion, that we are doing with the fawid motion, fawid motion, when we start, we have a video.
was happening. That was forward motion. That's a video produced by um, a video featuring Diaspora Black out of DC, Wise Intelligent from Poor Righteous Teachers. That video right there, Forward Motion, was produced a couple years ago by the brother you see on the screen, Balogun Ojitade, and myself. That was uh, our, our debut directing together on, on, on the video tip. You know what I'm saying? What's happening, Balogun? What's good, man? Hey, what's going on, brother? Man, happy to see you here today, man. It's like I mean, I, I needed some revolutionary backing. You know what I'm saying? It's like you know, I needed a hit. You know what I mean? So <laughs> glad you're in the building today, man. Glad to man. be here. No doubt, no doubt. Now, normally for the for the viewers, you know, used to seeing a whole crew. Uh, for those of you who are late, you know what I'm saying. The, the team is uh, in different locations tonight. Uh, folks are traveling. You know what I mean? So I was just like, look, man. We're not about to have not have renegade culture. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's one or none, we're gonna get the job done. But anyway, um, my man Balagoon's in the building, comrade. Uh, you know, for, for folks who are unaware, you know, I gave him a brief bio. Can you hit him with the hit him with what's what as far as who you are, where you come from? You know what I mean? And, uh, yes, and what the mission is. Yeah, well, um, I'm the technical director. Uh, master instructor of the African Martial Arts Institute. Uh, I co-chair the Urban Survival Preparedness Institute with Kalanji. Um, I'm an author uh, of nonfiction and fiction. Um, I think I'm about 39, 40 books. I don't really count them. I just do them. Um, filmmaker. Uh, write pretty much anything, um, you know, have a, a page back in the days when people were, you know, blogging a lot. I was doing the blog, my uh, page, Chronicles of Harriet, uh, which deals with speculative fiction, black speculative fiction. Um, I'm a priest of Ifa uh, and Obatala. So I'm, I'm an Awo of uh, Ifa, um, which means you're a priest, you, you know, and, and uh, you're initiated to Ifa, and uh, I'm initiated to Obatala, uh, do some work with my wife, you know, um, she has a shop and uh, she does more of that end, uh, I'm more of the martial end, you know, as, as people who know me know. Uh, came from Chicago originally, uh, but my wife keeps telling me I'm in Atlanta now because I've been here 21 years you know, uh, but uh, have lived all over the country, you know, uh, in my young foolish days uh, in the military and, and uh, you know, uh, before that, I uh, went to Howard University. I keep, you know, I watched the remix morning show. It seemed like everybody went to Howard um, and I, I'm part of that. I went to Howard, you know what I mean, uh, for whatever that means. Uh, but that was a small part of my life. Didn't really mold me that much. Um, left Howard, uh, because the the women were 13 to one man and my major went from finance to sisters and I knew I wasn't going to make it. I was going to lose my scholarship. So, uh, I transferred to Columbia college uh and then that way that was an excuse for me to be able to write and do what i want columbia is a school of the arts college of the arts in chicago you know so i was able i, I transferred there 
and that allowed me to do the writing I wanted to live to do and to live at home, stay away from so much wildness that I was getting into. No yeah. doubt. Um, yeah, I, I know for some of y'all, you know, this feels like a riot started TV joint, but it is renegade culture. You know what I mean? And we're gonna keep that culture quite renegade-ish. Um I wanna, you know, we, we talk, we've been rolling together for uh damn near two decades, decade and a half, somewhere near there. You know what I mean? Uh, been all over the country, you know, together. Been putting in work. You know what I mean? You're one of the brothers, uh, or one of the comrades, I'm not even going to say brothers, comrades, period, that uh, that that is that is close and dear to me. You know what I'm saying? And I appreciate uh, your help in, 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 in my growth, um, helping growing the FTP movement, uh, the Urban Survival Preparedness Institute. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you co-founding the Siafu movement itself, you know what I mean? So I'm definitely grateful to, uh, to to call you a comrade. One of the things we often talk about, you know, we have a lot of folks jumping up and down talking about uh, their warriors, you know what I mean? And we talked about this, this in the past, warrior scholars, warrior healers, warrior doctors, you know what I'm saying? Let, let's talk about that whole warrior thing. When you talk about a warrior, what is a warrior when, when in, in, in your eyes when we talk about definition? A warrior is a person that, number one, war is in that, right? So they make war with those who endanger uh, or take from, uh, lessen their people, okay? Uh, different from a soldier. A soldier serves for money, uh, some other type of material gain. A warrior, they serve the people not really the military itself because most warriors uh, when you talk about african warriors they come from society where there's a small group that are the military and then the rest of the warriors come from the people okay um and that's done on purpose the majority have to be from the people so then there's no abuse of these hundred men sending ten thousand to abuse their own people right it's not going to happen. So that's that's number one. And then part of to prove you're that thing, number one, to qualify, you have to be you have to train. Um, you train to kill if you have to. Maim, mangle. Incapacitate. Really do what you have to do when it comes to that physical end of protecting your people. So you can't be a warrior egg salad sandwich because egg salad sandwiches are not doing anything to keep the enemy from your gates, to keep the enemy from kicking in your door. But real men and women, you know, who are warriors are warriors. I am a scholar, but I'm not a warrior scholar. I'm a warrior who happens to also be a scholar, right? Uh, I am a priest, but I'm not a warrior priest. I'm a warrior who happens to be a priest, a warrior who has to be an author, not a warrior author. So any dude who calls himself, he's a he's an author, but he's never trained a day in his life to protect his people. He's not politically educated, but he calls himself a warrior. It's bullshit. It's bullshit because he doesn't have strategic training he doesn't have the political education of why he's doing what he's doing and so he's gonna be abusive 
and probably ineffective for anything. Now, he may be a great writer. That does not make him a warrior. So there's no such thing as a warrior author. He's a warrior, may also be an author, but no such thing. So just cause you, whatever, it doesn't, you know, a man, it doesn't qualify you to, to call yourself a warrior. You have to qualify that through a training and experience. Now, uh, there are some people who say they're priests. Now, there's danger to that stuff. I'm a priest. They've never been trained. I'm a priest. I'm a, you know, I'm a Baba Lai. I'm a, and they're killing folks. They're getting folks into all kinds of spiritual problems, mental problems, because they're doing something they're not supposed to. So we have a thing that we call, well, there's 16 laws in the file. One says never call airway, airway. Never call airway, airway. You never call yourself something that you are not. And the only way you can be that thing is you have to qualify yourself for it. And then the people have to recognize you as that thing. So as much as I'm a teacher, uh, I'm called the master of the African Martial Arts Institute. If nobody wanted to train with me because I'm an asshole or because I don't know what I'm doing, what kind of teacher am I? So people love to say, well, you know, when the student uh, is ready, the master appears. They don't say the whole statement. When the student is ready, the master appears. When the master is ready, the student appears. That's actually the, the same. That's right. You know, but people don't want to deal with that part because we want to make ourselves so much bigger. Big I, little you. You know, I'm, I'm over you. And I, so we have a lot of people playing. And the reason why they do the big I, little you if I make you feel you're, you're little, you, you don't dare question me. I can bring you all this bullshit. Don't know what I'm doing. And I never get challenged. Right. So a lot of instructors come to my class and they're like, man, you know, you, you were talking to your students and you showed them this. And then they threw a punch at you hard. Yeah. Well, if I can't answer that, I don't need to have my ass on the mat. Sure. You know what I mean? I don't get mad at it or anything. That's. What we do, we're in an actual warriors class. So, I mean, hell, you think you're not going to be tested? That's right. You know, yeah, you know I, I appreciate that answer. Um, you know, uh, along with that, because of the fact that you happen to talk about the mat, you know, and we're going to we're we going to bounce around because of the fact we only got but so much time. But at the same mm -hmm. time, you know, there's so much to cover. And I, I feel like. Uh, this particular episode is necessary because of the fact that I think that um, when we talk about we're at war, when we talk about revolution, oftentimes we deal with so much theory and not enough practice. You know what I mean? We talk about uh, we, we can answer all the questions we can. We, 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 we so damn book smart. But when it comes to us operating on a practical level, we're stunned and we're numb. You know, so I, I want to talk about that. Um, the mat. One of the things you talk about is the mat being the truth, right? Um, African martial arts. You know, for folks that's checking it out, that's listening. You know, oftentimes people think that when you say African martial arts, it's, it's, it's maybe you know you uh, you learn some karate and, and you just do some African names on it, or <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or you were you, you was kickboxing, and then you know you said Ashe. And 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 threw on a daishiki and some flip flops and 
you know, got you some vegan lollipops and a jug of water and shit, and that made you yeah. official. What is African <laughs> martial arts? Let's talk about that. All right. Uh, African martial arts is not wearing the dashiki. You know, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> when I was a little boy, look at this article in a martial art magazine I won't name, but uh, they had a dude that said African martial arts. So, of course, I pick it up, you know, and I open it, and it's a dude with a gorilla mask on. I close that shit, man. It's like, come on. So we think to be African, there's a show to it. That, that's that's number one. So uh, a lot of these sporty arts are very showy. So we love that. We get the show. But we want to make an African show. So we throw the daishiki on. We do, 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 do. And we think that's. African martial arts, man, um, student of mine. I was shocked. He'd been training for me, I think at that point, probably eight, nine years. He says to me, where's the African and African martial arts? I said, what? He said, where's the African and African martial arts? I was shocked that he asked me that. Right. I said, oh, I understand. Because we're wearing t-shirts and cargo pants, you're wondering why aren't we wearing African clothes? Why aren't we, uh, you know, why don't we have a mohawk haircut? You know, uh, why am I, I said, well, okay, why, why are we driving cars then? You know, why aren't we riding horseback? And if we rode a horse, it has to have candy cloth uh, saddle, because <laughs> African. Quiet, sorry, that's my puppy, right? <laughs> she, she agrees. Now, when I told him that, I said that the dip, what, what makes it African and anything African actually is culture. Right. That's number one. And so technique with culture. You can say, well, okay, I'm, I'm with you. I study Ifa and I do Taekwondo. So now that's African martial arts. No, because the, 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 the culture of Taekwondo is Korean. It's not African. So when we apply a technique, the thought process from, from the African, we've been a lot, around a lot longer than other folks. We've had time to realize, okay, uh, kicking to the head, that's nice. That's nice. But if I kick a man that's six feet tall, I'm kicking at his head, he's a, equally as fast as I am. I'm kicking at his head six feet. He's kicking at my knee, which is three feet above the ground. Mathematics tells us he'll get to my knee first. I lose that engagement. So we've learned that over time, that, 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 that part. And then we learn who's the best person to go to if I want to learn supreme technique. Now, this is the kicker for African martial arts, how it's different. We say, because martial arts, Asian martial arts are very, 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 very male. Very male, okay? The African says, let me go to women and ask them how to do these techniques. People say, huh? huh? Aren't men the ones cheaply responsible for the protection of the people? Cheaply, yes. And that's why we had the sense to go to women, right? So I weigh 200, about 205 pounds, okay? Um, I have a student that's 110 pounds, 5'1", 5 5'P. 
I'm six one. There's no way on God's green earth. If you ask me, how do I stop somebody from bear hugging me? If I'm not trained, I'll say the, or I'm training something else. I'll say the exact same thing that any big man, you know, you, you, you move, you throw him off balance. You, I have a different way. There's no way I'm going to be thinking like a, uh, a woman who's five feet tall, 110 pounds. She has to rely on extreme and ultimate technique. The ultimate te technique is any technique that works for you. Cause it may not work for me. It works for you. It may not be good for me. Right. What works best for her? And so we looked at, okay, this is how you get out of it. Then we combine that with our natural larger size and strength. Now you can combine that because when people tell you strength doesn't matter in martial arts, they're a damn lie. Of course it does. You know I can mobilize. Okay. That's a mass instructor under me. I can mobilize 6'3", about 225 pounds. When he first came to me, he was 240 pounds. And 225 caught, pounds of muscle. And I've caught some of his blows. So I, I know damn well that it's pure muscle. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now you're going to tell me that he follow Ying, who weighs about 115 pounds of that, is going to hit like he does, right. is going to throw like he does. Oh, she's good. Man, she's good. But she's not hitting like that. Right on. Okay. So that you take that kind of strength and hardness of body like that, and you put the techniques that came from women in him. Oh, uh, when he first came to me, I told him, first thing I'm gonna do is you're gonna fight like a small person. I didn't say woman because that runs cats off, right? Like you're gonna fight like a he knows now, of course, but you're gonna fight like a small person. And that's the first thing we're gonna make you small. And once we got him to that era, that, that level, excuse me, he wasn't fighting like just a big old because when he first came, he was just using his strength. Right. Now he's using technique buffered by that strength. So, you know, that's the big thing. And, and for those who don't know, uh, and if you disagree with this, it's just because you don't know. There's no forms in the African, traditional African martial arts. You say, well, it's a bunch of cultures in Africa. Yeah, but there are similarities, and, and I can get into that later. Why? There's a strong similarity across the board, uh, east to west, north to south, in the African traditions. There are some cultural differences, right? But strong technical similarities for a specific reason. Um, and the one thing they don't have is forms. Reason why is because... I could spend two years perfecting a form. That's two years I could have been working with a human being who's going to have resistance. They're, they're, they're hitting me with speed, timing, power, and I got to learn to, to work against that. They're mine. But if I'm in the air, the air is not, it may be sentient. I don't know. It may be sentient, but it's sure not joint locking me. It's sure not trying to stop me from stabbing it. It's sure not getting out of the way, slipping when I punch. It's not doing any of that. So I'm not really, I can de develop speed, but I can't develop combat speed if I'm just working with a form. I have to work with a person because combat speed is timing. And timing is my technique in relation to that person's technique. Okay. And we're always assuming 
that the person is better than I am. So I bring my A game. Because I've heard instructors from Asian eyes, and I'm saying all, but I've heard instructors from Asian eyes say, you know, uh, a, a thug mess with you. A, a, a chump on the street mess with you. Well, why are you trying to put a chump on the street? What does that what does that mean? A chump on the street? I mean, hit him upside the head with a with a bottle. You know what I mean? But somebody who is highly trained, better trained than you. You step in there one day in my class, okay, it's gonna be people better than you. And you have people who've been training for nearly 50 years, it'll be 50 years next April. I'm training for people better than me younger than me, quicker than me, smarter than me, hard to be prettier than me, but you know, maybe that too. I'm training for, for people better than me, right? And so now I got to really train and I got to bring my A game. Ain't no easy road. Um, I can give you techniques that you can easily learn to defend yourself. You can walk out of class one day and you may defend yourself, save your life and run, but to be able to protect your people, that's that's a whole nother level or something. You know, you speaking know. of that, um, not to cut your bill, but uh, when you talk about the class itself, one of the beautiful things about the African Martial Arts Institute is when you walk in, no matter what uh, is being taught, that's what you're going to learn. And and I'm saying this for the viewers. You know what I mean? If it's if you walk in on, on Sunday and and it's uh it's a disarming class that that's what the what the session is about then that's what you're going to learn if you walk in and it's 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 knife fighting or stick fighting or or hand to hand then that's what you're going to learn so i want to point out and emphasize the fact that it's not a sport you know what i mean right. because i think that oftentimes folks try to compare it to other uh sports you know what i mean sport like uh, arts more or less um I want to, uh, you know, we, we're talking about uh, combat. Um, I want to talk about revolution, right? And, mm -hmm. and I know it's a heavy word. You know, we have uh, one thing I've learned just from organizing is you have some folks who are, um, you know, good with the, uh, the, the, the heavy spiritual. And then you have some folks who are, you know, good thinkers on the mental. And then you have some folks who have brute strength, like you're saying, or some type of uh, uh, training sometimes. Um, how important is it to have all three, physical, mental, and spiritual, when you're talking about uh, revolution or, or uh, people's liberation? Uh, how, how important that's is that? That's the only way uh, you're, as a warrior, that you can be a warrior who is fit for revolution. Okay. Um, so number one, you'll hear people from class saying this is a thinking person's art. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you can't be, uh, sorry, sorry to use the term, but you can't be a dummy and you're coming in there because we're always testing you with questions, you know, because we got to see how you're thinking. What, what are your right. politics and politics and martial arts? A lot of, you know, times, You'll, I'll say to people, take out a tool. We don't call knives, guns, uh, sticks. We don't call them weapons. You're the weapon. That's right. 
we call them tools. You, you know, those are just tools. And how skillful and honed the weapon is is how worthy that tool is on the battlefield, right? So I say, pull out a tool. Excuse me. Stop. All goon folk, we have dogs. We're most. <laughs> so I just, you know, uh, and that's my daughter's dog right there, uh, which is playing my 12-year-old. My 12-year-old, by the way, is six feet tall. So, you know, just so you know. I, I, watched, it go from, I watched it go from six inches to six feet. Uh, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So she wanted a big dog, so we got, you know, she wanted the German Shepherd, so that we have to uh, which is a thinker. That that's a pure Ogun dog. Uh, you know. I, I, let me say this quickly. A lot of brothers want to. You know, I'm Ogun. I'm Ogun. There was a, a, a married couple who you know. I talked to you who they are offline. Married couple, and the husband was, oh, I'm Ogun. I'm Ogun, and the wife so nice. You know, I divine for him. Find out. He's our shun. Now that's the female Arisha beauty and love. Right. She's Ogun. Hmm. Um, folks from North Carolina. That's all I'll say on that. I, 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 uh, I, already, I already knew when you said it. Ah, cool. <laughs> yeah, she's Ogun. A lot of people don't know that. Right. right. So because male energy, and we ain't talking about masculine and feminine. Male energy has nothing to do with what gender you are. That's right. You know, um, so those studies are important. So we're not mistaken and calling ourselves once again, calling a way, a way, calling ourselves something that we aren't just because we, we, we really don't understand that thing. And maybe the person who taught us about that thing didn't understand that thing. So, yes, the mental is important. The spiritual is important. Uh, First level of spirituality is knowing who you are, why you're doing what you do. Okay. That's the part which is being politically educated. Yes, sir. That's beyond mental. That's spiritual. You got to know who you are. That's right. Who your people are. Why you do what you do for your people and against your people's enemies. You got to know that so you're not abusing your people and you're not making mistakes. You're not on the wrong side of the barricade, right? Well, that's the first part of spirituality. And the second part of spirituality is having some type of one morals and then having some type of guidance. Okay. If I was walking around here with the skill I have with no morals, oh my goodness, brother. This whole neighborhood would be mine. This whole neighborhood would be mine. I we me and my family would be living. Well, you know, I'd be all in capitalism and taking all of their stuff. And it wouldn't be nothing they could do. Right. Nothing. Because I've watched how the people move. I'm watching how they move, though, because I know if everything falls down and we are at my house, then we have to go and, and train these people to make the whole neighborhood safe. That's right. But I'm, I'm watching because some of these folks, you're not going to be able to train them. I know what I have to do, you know. Uh, a, a couple came to the house. They they weren't African. Came to the house one day, and this that's what shocked my son. 
uh, during the height of COVID, right? Oh, we, we don't have water. Nobody would give us any water. Could you give us some water? I said, oh, sure. Give me your, your bucket. And I filled it up, gave him water. As soon as I closed the door, I looked upstairs. I knew he was looking at me. I said, you're wondering why I gave those folks water, right? He said, yeah. I said, think about it. It's COVID-19. It's a pandemic. If everything falls down, and then I just, and he said, oh, I understand. So you the nigga they don't worry about. Right. Yes, right. exactly. And you get it, son. And so, you know, that, that's all part of, so when we talk about thinking spiritual, it's, 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 it's all part of it, and it doesn't turn off. So when we talk about the Urban Survival uh, and Preparedness Institute, Urban Survival is always, because we're always in that environment. Woodland Survival is, is good to know. That's where I first trained at in Woodland Survival, right? But how many of us, Black folk I'm talking about, make it to are gonna make it to the woods. People say, I'm, you know, soon as soon as stuff fall down, I'm making it to the woods. You know how many people are going to be on the roads to get from New Orleans, trying to get to Atlanta. Uh, that's only a few hours, but people trying to just get out of New Orleans when Hurricane Tr Katrina happened, right? It took them 19 hours just to get out of New Orleans, out of a city. How are you getting to the forest? When the roads are shut down and when people are on the roads waiting to waylay you to take your stuff because they're desperate, just like you are. you desperate to get to the forest. They're desperate to take some shit and they're going to take your stuff. Well, you're not going to get to the forest. I'm just telling you the truth. Unless you live close to there anyway. So the hood becomes your forest. You better know how to survive. But Everything ain't just falling down like that right now. So we, we're moving about, but we're getting attacked on a daily basis by folks, you know, the, the Brussels police, read between the lines. Okay. We're getting attacked by, um, and if you're from Brussels, hey, you know, say somewhere else, say the American police. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do, right? But um, we're getting attacked by other folks who, you know, abductors, um, I'm, I'm being careful what I say, but, you know, some folks who, little boy just shot the other day, six-year-old boy, yeah, shot by a cat. So it's always urban survival, you know. You better train because we're always at risk. You go to the forest, you're good if you can get there. That's your biggest trick. Well, our biggest trick is just being able to survive day to day. And that's what we need to be able to survive and then thrive day to day. One, one of the things that um, when we talk about organization, especially from uh, USPI, Urban Survival Preparedness Institute side and African Martial Arts, FTP, one of the main things that we talk about is um, camaraderie, building with your comrades. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to get all into detail as far as how we go about, but, but knowing your people, you understand what I'm saying? Uh, knowing where each other live, knowing uh, points, uh, meetup points, so on and so forth. You know, uh, these are things, like you said, that have to be practiced. Uh, I, it, it, it's kind of difficult for me at times with this whole um, 
with the with the online thing because of the fact that you know you deal with a whole lot of people who uh think they're thinking you deal with right. a whole lot of people who've studied and studied and studied and studied but haven't practiced practiced or practiced you understand right. what I'm saying? um who don't roll with other people uh are unorganized one of the things that uh malcolm uh, stressed was being a part of an organization one of the things that Kwame Torre stressed was being a part of an organization. Um, for you, how is it, how important is this? Uh, you know, is it to have comrades, to have an organization, to have structure? You know, coming from you and, and your training and, and, and what we do. That's a must. You can't make it without comrades. You can't survive. I mean, you know. Uh, there's a, a video that I know I shared with a couple of people, you know, I shared definitely with our organization of this guy. He was a uh, Marine special ops. I think he was force reconnaissance. Um, he was showing how to survive in an urban environment. And after he set up all this stuff, you know, he set up in a hospital, I believe, which is a, actually a bad move. I wouldn't do that, but um, he set up in a hospital and then after getting everything set up, he went out to find other people. Not so much like to, to rescue, but he know you can't survive alone. In SEER training, which is survival evasion, resistance, and escape, um, I'm good at what I do. So I hadn't been found for days. Um, I gave myself up. Now I'm a person that's trained mentally all of that how to how to how to uh resist torture i gave myself up why because i was alone for five days you and i knew my survivability is almost nil at this point um people say well i've never give myself up you're a lie we know when we set up a certain room, um, tents inside, and some of us say, I'm going to try to make it without a tent inside. Oh, they were dying. <laughs> <laughs> they were happy that they got the things that were given to them, but they were given to them by comrades. Right. right. Even better to make it through. Imagine you in there by yourself. No yeah. tent. And, and that, that, was, oh. that, was, that was inside. That, right. That was even, you know, yeah. yeah. Right. Some people say tent inside. Stick with us. You'll learn why. <laughs> right. That's right. Um, but imagine you're by yourself. Man. So that the basics of that is like, damn, okay, your survivability is, is almost nil without somebody else, you know. Uh, that's the truth of that. Um, and then we come down to being able to thrive after. How do we build a society by ourselves? That's right. You know? Um, so it's a must. And and then, okay, in this environment now, you, you have to be part of an organization. Otherwise, you're out here buck wild. Okay. You know, I've seen people, you know, I'm leading. I'm a leader. And you're not part of the organization. Who said you were a leader? You? You didn't have to qualify nothing. You didn't have to do nothing. You just sitting at home, 
scratching your that. ass, talking about you leading something, collecting uh, cash apps on the right, exactly, yeah. right, exactly, I'm, opening up a facility that you've been talking about opening for twenty years <laughs> for yeah. the people. And where, where that's at, because there's no check and balances on your ass, because you're not part of an organization to say, man, stop bullshitting. Right. Stop bullshitting. You ain't taking the people's money. Right. And you say, well, I'm taking it. And you're part of an organization talking about, well, I'm taking their money. Yeah. I ain't going to open up. this place. I'm just going to take their money. You're going to catch a pumpkin head. Yeah. yeah. And then the money goes back to the people where it should have been in the first place. You know, I, I want to point out, too, um, with what we do as far as uh, organization. One of the beautiful, beautiful things about um, about our brand of organizing is there is no um, no one's uh, above accountability. No one's above being checked. You know what I mean? It's right. not who the toughest, who the smartest, none of that shit. It's if you out of order, then you know, yes, is out of order, and and that go for anybody, you, me, whoever. You know what I'm right. saying? So that's one of the beautiful things because of the fact that, again, when you're not a part of an organization, there's no accountability, there's no structure, and like you said, you can just run around and do what the hell you want to do um, without somebody slapping the face out from us. You know what I mean? Um, Excuse me for a second. Sit. She's a trip. I, I, I see. She, she understands English, though. Uh, yeah, she understand that, and, and she understand my look. That's what she's trying not to look me in the face. Okay. I, what, she what, don't get, She know. She don't know. So I, I, I'm not. I don't believe in hitting dogs. Right. So she know that ain't gonna happen. But she knows she ain't gonna get walked by me tomorrow. Right. She, she'll yeah. be in the cage, part of this big cage, you know, uh, trying to be nice to her, and she just spoiled as hell. So I shouldn't have done. I should have left her. Uh, my wife had this little cage, but she's big. Right. She's a baby. She's only five months, but she she's like 60 pounds. But my wife had not wasn't this little, but she had a little cage. I'm like, dear, hell no. I was gonna say, don't don't don't, don't do y'all lagoon like that. I know she over there torching her, putting in uh hamster cages. Oh um. <laughs> y'all lagoon said, man, if I had my druthers, she'd be an outside dog. I'm like, you tripping, you you tripping. And my daughter, like, no, she ain't gonna be because of course my daughter been you know, spoiling her since day one. Although she's in Chicago right now with my mama, and I'm watching her dog. Right, dog. Yeah. but right, but um, oh yeah, y'all going on? Don't play with you know the dogs and stuff like that. Even though she's old goon person, right. you know. But she, uh, I'm the one. She love that dog. She, she really did. Did you take her out? Did you? Yeah, it don't, I took her out three times. Hey, I'm take out one more time. You know, for the folk, folks folks. You're checking out Renegade Culture, and we could we could talk about Balagoon Dog if we want to. Um, <laughs> I know someone like, what the hell are they doing? Um, I, I want to talk about, I want to dip back into the whole survival preparedness. Um, yes. One of the things that we talk about is um, is are, are the bags. Let's talk about the mm. bags. What, what's necessary yeah. when we talk about, you know, the, the, the gold bags? You know what I'm saying? What What's the... Uh, Talk about some of the, uh, the necessities when we talk about survival bags. Yes. So, um, one, I carry a get home bag, which is smaller. Um, it has a medical kit attached to it. It has uh, 
some things I can use to open doors and, um, you know, other survival equipment in there that's necessary, flashlight, um, things I won't talk about, right? That's my get home bag. My bug out bag, which we call go bags, um, mine is a 10 day bag because I'm, I'm, I'm calculating, I'll have to replenish if, if some people make it to my house, I have to replenish some stuff they missing. Uh, certain members of my family may not have all that they need. They better have, you know, their bags, but so I can replenish them. Um, so I have a 10 day bag, right? But you should at least have a bag, you know, a, a backpack big enough for three days. It can hold enough supplies for three days. So in there, uh, we have a rule of threes. So you want to have illumination, right? Uh, flashlight, uh, it can be from fire, which is illumination and a heat source. You want to have three forms of illumination. You want to have three heat sources, okay? Because if you got one, you got none. You got two, you got one, okay? So you got, because you, you're going to lose stuff. Stuff's going to break, malfunction. Believe that. Uh, so you want three forms of illumination, three forms of uh, of, of a heat source, you want to have three days of food, um, and and for three days of food, that could be three MRE packs. Okay, it can be three bags of um, trail mix. Okay, because you, you're not going to be doing a lot of physical humping. You're going to be doing more hiding, resting for three days. Okay, um, the water is the big thing. You're, you're not going to be carrying three days worth of water. Most people are not. That's a lot. Okay. Uh, if you're talking about a quart of water a day, that can weigh you down. Uh, for me, I have some water packs in my bag. Um, I have a canteen. Okay. That holds two quarts. Well, a quart. So I have two canteens. And I have... Um, the most important thing, survival straws. So say I have a collapse, a collapsible bottle and I'm running out of water. I find a puddle on the street. Say, oh my God, that's disgusting. You can get sick, dysentery from it. You sure can. But if you have a survival straw, you can drink right out of that puddle. Get the water right from it and it will not harm you. It's not the best tasting water, but right. it has filtered out all of that garbage. Right. Okay. Right. So I have several survival straws. So have that with you. Um, you want to have a good knife in your pocket, probably a portable flashlight in the other pocket. Um, what else did you have? So you want to have a machete if you can, because you may have to cut through brush. To keep it 100, get you a firearm that you can carry on your person. Uh, I also, several people who've gone shooting with me, they know I have what I call a not a shotgun. It's the size of, it's, 
it would be about the size of a sawed-off shotgun. But a sawed-off shotgun is illegal. Yeah. Right. Um, this isn't even marked as a shotgun. So when you buy it, it's, it's listed as a firearm. The reason why shotguns are illegal, they're modified, is you, you took the stock, you may have shaved it off, you took off the barrel. So a shotgun legally, um, you can't do that. But the not a shotgun, it has a Raptor handle. It comes from the manufacturer like that, and it has a short barrel. So it's short enough, I can stick it in my backpack. You wouldn't even see it. Right. Right. And it shoots 12 gauge shotgun shells. I also have the, the 20 gauge one for when I train people. Okay. Um, so you're going to need firearm. That's a good one to have. Just know that shotguns uh, are short range. Okay. Uh, I have other things. I don't show my firearms on line or television or anything like that. You're never going to get a still picture of me uh, in my in my uh, book SKG stick knife gun. You'll see me holding a firearm first time ever in that. Yeah. But you're never going to get me on video with a firearm talking about you know. Uh, I'm a danger to the hood or some foolishness and you're yeah. coming for me that way. You got to, you got to work harder if you're coming for me on that tip. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think I you get excommunicated. If so, you know what I'm saying? Right. You, you definitely get excommunicated uh, rolling like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like on, you on know. who you with, you must be with uh, uh, a right. grandmaster, uh, flat master, spin master. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that yeah. name is. Um, I love my guns. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. And 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 you know, the 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 master uh <laughs> make make you wonder because they say he got in trouble with the feds for pointing at feds. Come on, man. And right. he's alive, right? And you yeah. point the firearm at the feds. Nah, I, I think I think what that was, it was just uh, you know, let's um you know, let's act like he really down. Right. You know let's pull him off real quick and, and play it off so folks won't get thrown off because of the fact that we already know it's some bullshit. But, um, and, and that's why you got to be trained because if you're not trained, you think that, that you know, that, that's yeah. hard hitting. Yeah, yeah. Like, man, come on. That, yeah. that, that's, that's, that's ignorant for him to do it even if he did it. That ain't somebody right. you want to follow because he's dangerous as hell. Super dangerous. I mean, point point a weapon at anybody, let alone the feds. So, right. um, whether he did it or but not, but a couple of them shot themselves too. Yeah, yeah. Keystone. It was like a chain reaction. Bow. Oh, what happened? Bow. Oh, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that's a whole another whole another story. Um, I want to talk about the fact that uh, for 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 the remixes, the folks who follow us on the Remix Morning Show. Balogun will be joining us on Thursdays. He has a segment he's going to be doing uh, a technique of the week. So you can actually learn because of the fact that I think that oftentimes, you know, folks get so used to people coming up online talking shit. You know what I mean? So we we we, we, we sometimes have to show um, the difference between real and memorex. You know, so, right. um, 
So uh, Balogun will be doing a technique of the week and also uh, showing folks some uh, different survival hacks and ways to, 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 to get in order. That'll be every Thursday, starting this Thursday on the Remix Morning Show. So we're honored to have that situation. In fact, what I want to do is I want to give a sample. I want to go to a video clip that uh, that I jacked from uh, one of your pages. So uh, <laughs> you already know, technologically, I I'm not advanced. So bear with me. We about to uh, pull up uh, one of the techniques of the week to kind of give you an idea of what uh, Balogun will be showing you all. So um, stay tuned. working on it so bear with me i was about to say you more savvy than me but i don't know <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't let me fool you <laughs> give me one second we with you okay Anyway, while I'm setting that up, I'm uh I'm gonna shout out some of the folks in the uh in the chat. I see Jared explaining to some of y'all what Memorex tapes are. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he said he said Uncle Kalanji may still think it's 1988. <laughs> You're dead wrong, Jared. Anyway, let's take to this joint real quick. Technique of the week. <laughs> Discovering the warrior within, technique of the week. Um, within the African martial arts, a lot of times certain accidents happen in your favor. Uh, we're going to work with a high knife thrust and show you how some of those accidents may take place. He thrusts high. I want to step off the line. He falls into an elbow. That's a nice accident. I wrap behind his elbow and I monkey paw my own wrist, which means I don't grab with my thumb underneath and opposing thumb. My thumb is on top. I switch my thumb to on top of his wrist to give me more pushing power down. I push down on his elbow to cause a dislocation. A trained fighter like himself, he's not going to just drop his weapon. So I go ahead and take my hand out of the monkey paw and grab his wrist, grab with my other hand. I step around and I go to, uh, to take him down and I accidentally slit his throat and trying to take him down. I dislocate the wrist to disarm him. And as I go down to check to make sure he's okay, I accidentally slit his throat and my hand continues to go back, I accidentally cut his femoral artery. Then I'm shocked at the cuts and I go to check again, I accidentally cut up his body and stab up under his chin Stab into those glands in there, maybe up on his tongue, it accidentally hits that. I pull out and maybe accidentally go ahead and cut his juggler. I've already cut his karate and maybe accidentally I hit the juggler vein. Then I stand up and I fire my target. That is the technique of the week defense against a high knife thrust with accidents. Now I'm going to do it at combat speed. When it thrust forward, this is half combat speed. I come around, lock. If I lock his wrist here, I lock the elbow. To do damage, 
I grab, take control of the wrist, come around, accidentally hit, I turn him over. I dislocate. On that one, I turn him over into his belly. That was an accident. I come down to check on him again. It severs the uh, the spine from the Abdullah Avangada. I accidentally said that as I accidentally cut him. I'm shocked at the cut. I turn to make sure the rest of him is okay. I cut his nose. And then I look around to make sure somebody can give him some help. I accidentally jab down into his spine as I'm looking for his help. Then I look around the other way for help. I don't see any help that way. I accidentally hit him behind the ear, cracking that bone there with the pommel of my weapon. Then I stand up. So I realize there's no help for the man. I go ahead and make sure I'm safe and that he's as safe as he can be at this point. And I call for his help. That is technique of the week, defense against the high thrust with accidents. So as you can see, Balagoon's quite the clumsy guy. He's <laughs> you 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 want to accidentally get fucked up by running up on Balagoon. <laughs> but anyway, um, those that's that's an example or a sample of uh, some of the things you'll be learning on Thursdays uh, on the Remix Morning Show. Um, Balagoon's been uh, I mean, man, you been training going on what fifty years now. It'll be 50 years next um, April, April 10th. Wow. So for some of y'all, he been whooping ass before you was born. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so you might you might, might not want to try this at home. You know what I mean? But uh, definitely uh, appreciate you coming on, Balagoon. Uh, man, it's always, uh, man, hey, I've I, I, I been, uh, I was consistent in class. Then all of a sudden I disappeared again. But uh, <laughs> I'll be back. You know what I'm saying? I see, I see XPJ7 in the uh, in the comments. So uh, oh. hopefully he'll be back with us. How about yeah. that? I, I throw him under the bus real quick. <laughs> Accidentally. Accidentally, um, yeah. No doubt. Um, Balagoon and I, we have a book that we've been working on. Actually, he finished this part like 15 years ago, and uh, I'm working on <laughs> completing mine. So um, I don't, I don't know. Can we give him the title? Or should we just let him wait for that for that title? Yeah, we can we can give it to him. Okay, it's, you uh, tell him the title. It's Jagun Jagun, the African Art of War. Yes, Jagun Jagun, the African Art of War. Um, we're, we're looking at the fall this time. So I now said it publicly on on, on Renegade Culture. So Maybe. I ain't got no choice. Um, and by the way, Jagun Jagun is a warrior. So yes, yes, and, and explain playing Jagun Jagun for folks that, that's listening because of the fact I know you said warrior. But actually, warrior is warrior, correct? Right. It's, so Jagun is warrior. Jagun Jagun is a warrior's warrior. So that means amongst warriors, you stand out because you're actually training to be that warrior. So when I said earlier, you have people that are actual the military, if you want to say that. And then you have the people. Okay. Yeah. The majority is the people. Then you have those that train the people who are going to protect the people, and that's Jagun Jagun. Yeah. That's yeah. the warrior's warrior. And then amongst yes. amongst them, you got uh with the Yoruba, at least you have the Aisho. 
So people talk about the samurai, you know, the Aisho are 70 war chiefs, Balogun. So the, the word Balogun, that's actually my title, it's not my name, that, that's, that's my title, it's war chief. You have, there's 70 war chiefs, and they're led by the Eniana Kakanfo. The Eniana Kakanfo is the war chief of war chiefs, okay? And then the Aisho are the war chiefs over the Jagun Jagun, and the Jagun Jagun are the warriors, warriors over the warriors. Right on. So when you talk about the uh, Ena Ana Kokan Kakanfo, now that's a bad cat, where he has to fight war without a sword back in the day, every three months to still qualify to be the uh, Ena, the, the Kakanfo is what he's called. Okay, mm -hmm. to be the Kakan foe, you have to actually fight a war every three months to qualify to be that thing. So if you got a long peacetime, then another Kakan foe is chosen, you know, after that. Mm -hmm. But during war, you have to be there. And they, they fought with a, a, a staff about the length of my arm. That was their tool. They could not fight with a sword. That was taboo for them. I'd have turned down that position because I I wouldn't have been on no battlefield with just a little stick. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. But hey, they had to be a bad cat. Hey, listen, man. Only cat I know walk around that'd be on the battlefield with a stick would be uh Buford Pusser walking tall. <laughs> and he's a <laughs> <laughs> right. And his ass wouldn't last in any hood that I know of. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> right. So right. good uh, on TV. Either one of them, the the rock or the uh, white yeah. dude who played him. I forgot. Either I forgot the old white dude. I forgot about the rock's joint, but uh, <laughs> but definitely <laughs> uh, yeah. So look out for um, Jagoon Jagoon African Art of War. Uh, the long awaited on both ends, and yes, um, you know that that's our version of uh of what we talking about. So many people yelling uh, Art of War, and they they follow Asian everything. You know all things Asian, and and for some reason, I mean, you know, Africans just love everybody but themselves. You know what I mean? Um, right. Still, still, when you talk about African martial arts, folks are still caught up in like, oh, you must have learned such and such, or is that kung fu? Is it jujitsu? Is it? You know what I mean? Yeah, and, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, we, and we a actually, lot of a lot of Africans are 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 heavily into. Uh, taekwondo or uh, kung fu, mm -hmm. you know they aren't doing their own thing. Um, it's, it's a sad state of affairs, brother. But you know, marketing is a mug. It's a, it sure is. That's what it so is. So the Asian also been marketed to us just like Burger King has, sure and is. so mm -hmm. shit. We, we go to those Asian arts. I can't. I can't hate on them for their marketing. And you know, their biggest marketer was Bruce Lee. Right. Bruce Lee is responsible for probably 99% of the people on the planet training. Right. That's crazy. You know, I, I mean, I, shit. You know. No doubt. No doubt. Well, hey, man. Always honored to have you on. We will see Balogun on Thursday. Every Thursday. Uh, catch him. We'll be talking about uh, he'll be hitting you with Urban Survival tips and also uh these african martial arts joints you'll be making a whole lot of accidents so anybody interested in yep. accidentally <laughs> coming up on that 
uh, you know, <laughs> be sure to tap in. Um, also, a lot of folks ask, you know, how can you uh, catch the brother in your city or whatever? The peoplesarmy.org has a speakers bureau. You know what I'm saying? Check that out. Or you can go to the African Martial Arts Institute dot org or dot com. Um, African Martial. No. So you can catch us really now on uh, either Instagram or Facebook. African Martial Arts with a K. African yeah. Martial Arts Institute on Facebook or, or at African Martial Arts on Instagram. Uh, that's the easiest way. No doubt. No doubt. And, um, you know, between that and Urban Survival Preparedness Institute, uh, it's going to be a lot of things coming forward because of the fact that, uh, you know, like I said, if you're looking for those times and the more the words of uh, your man from the West Coast, these is them. You know what I mean? You got we got to we got to be on point, man. It, it sounds good. Right. You know, all that talk and chatter. It ain't going to matter when these uh, when these pigs and these tanks and these uh Back of the ass rednecks roll up on you. So make sure you're on the right side of history and the right side of barricade. Balagoon, salute, comrade. I'll see you soon. Oh, you know what I mean? Yes, sir. And keep on winning. All right. Uh, all of us, let's keep winning. Let's put in some work so we can be sure to win. True indeed. All right, comrade. Stay on point. Talk to you in a minute. All right. Peace. All right. Ready for revolution. Peace. You're live. This is Renegade Culture. I know some of y'all are like, man, this ain't the, the, the normal Renegade Culture. Usually it's, it's a whole bunch of joking and, and, and all that, which is great. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we got to we gotta tap in and we got to remind each other of who we are. I was talking to some of the comrades earlier today. I had to remind myself of who I was because sometimes you get so caught up in what everybody else is doing that you forget your role and your purpose. So make sure that you always stay on point and make sure that you remember who you are because of the fact that uh, in the mortal words of Mob Deep, there's a war going on outside. Nobody's safe from you can run, but you can't hide forever. Don't be a shook one. Make sure we're on the right side of things. Anyway, Renegade Culture, we'll see you again next week. Uh, same station. Tune in every Tuesday through Thursday and check out uh, the Remix Morning Show tomorrow at 2 p.m. I know it's an accountability summit right on BPM. So make sure that uh, you check out the accountability summit right on BPM. Tell a friend because accountability is a must. You know what I mean? We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We appreciate your support. Renegade Culture, Black Power TV, excuse me, Black Power Media. We out of here. One. may appear a confusing blur of activity, each ant doing its own thing, but it can't be. Somehow the ants coordinate their actions so that large insects are overwhelmed, killed, and carried back to the base. Pairs is dying, and my people are suffering. The money's still low, you should see how they budgeting. What comes out your mouth. People are suffering.
is elementary. They want us all gone eventually. Pairs is dying, people are suffering. The money's still low, you should see how they budgeting. Pairs is dying, and my people are suffering. Cause the money's still low, they want us all gone eventually. I swear to God, living in this economy is like a robbery. The government taxing me when they owe me for my property. You niggas act like you happy to live in poverty. When I feel like a king, they gotta make these fools acknowledge me. I'm royalty and loyal to the feeling of it. The contrast make it look thuggish. We talk, walk, and look rugged. Naturally, nothing sad to see. We all a part of this tragedy. I'm mad at you, so why you mad at me? We headed for the times of the nine. Watch out, six. Sun cycle on the rise, moon cycle out the mix. Living on this planet of the snakes and the crucifix. Pardon yourself as I arc my way through marching with my A boom boom, making my debut. Like great balls of fire, nothing can save you in these replenishing times. I honor my dead, making my ancestors proud when it's off with your head. Does my pencil possess potential to change mental chess? Show what you can in this pack with the essential list. What is essential to keep it the sharpest against you? Yes, what is essential to keep it like the temple? Last call to the temple, keeping the beat simple and fresh while they whimper and rest. I'm intuition like the simplest guess. Into tradition, I'm on a mission until the transition to give the up and coming a better existence. I've seen a regular spawn reaching for a corner two. The older we get, it switches up the point of view, and they anointed you, leader of the free world. Desolate minds refined to the B girl. The most benevolent is evident who I be. Graffiti on the wall, the crew, who I lead. Zoo to our key, shifting on the paradigm. Raise the vibration, then go prepare the mind. Define magnificent rare gem. Dig deep, the omnipotent, all seeing. I just speak the game plan. I pray for niggas. Amen. That sharpie spray can, I'm made man. The suede fans, no street skating, no beat taking. For Pete's sake, he's a beast quaking, the scene shaking. No mistaking the ants, conquer the elephants. FTP, RBG, the rest of elephants. What's the ant's secret that makes them the most efficient predators on Earth, consuming more meat than lions, tigers, and wolves combined? I'm way medicated, puff lion, lay sedated, and stay dedicated to culture that created the essence of the lessons now delivered in my presence. Kalanji called upon me, so now I pose the question, how is it that the blacks came in whips and chains, having nothing else to lose and everything to gain? Now niggas entertain for some whips and chains, a white dame in some pain. Is that shit not strange? It's kinda hard holding down your dreams when you're blacking in America with institutions set to bury you six feet underneath dirt, the death deep, the cycle sank. The logical we're making those ends meet and needs be a hand feeds the other teasers that the thoughts grab the gatling for good reason in between success devil's green a pine box of mine johnson loose and why i come off and camouflage can't take cloth eating lentils and vegetable broth but i ain't never been soft beating the loss and forsaken by any cost bones aching working hard trying to bring home the turkey bacon breaking laws of gravity fuck with the family and watch me savagely crush craniums and chest cavities to pray for the casualties because my Anatomy is naturally, casually composed. This is self-construction for the soul. I'm black dynamite, I'll blast you with my nitros. Put a dope piece, put a gold piece, and a book with five disciples. We channel in boot mind, the revolution sparker. With eight bars of our smoke, it's a dark room on the altar. Watch the daughter work a mojo walk the stage without a hype name. Electric verses turn the great crowd into light rain. Flood psyches with an ill beat, it's a brain food that's got high fly wisdom. Call saucy, the enlightener, that's Sarah.
2012 and times are different, yet the same nowadays. The number of prisoners behind the cage outnumber amounts of those who slain during the trades. And shit, we killing ourselves over what set you blame. Getting shot instead of hang. Nothing changed for the better except the cheddar of corporate profit to gain. The more money in your pocket, the more people are changed. Night niggas who bang, destroy their main aim. It's all connected, form a web like a Nazi. It's the people, Siaku is the army. Start a top contender, royal plots to do agenda. They even Weave on a track, sucker in for dinner. All that garbage I pinning, this right here's the ending. Words to bend them, getting them wrapped in Egyptian linen. Coming for head, this rapper. Collie will shake the rappers. Only thing standing after, walking natural disaster. Rapture.